You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic.
creating, using my theater skills to act as if. So anybody who's done law of attraction knows that acting as if, in other words, being who you want to become right now, thinking the thoughts, saying the words, doing the things, that's, that's how we align ourselves vibrationally with what we want. So that's, there's a reason it says be, do, have. And I started looking at my house going, so if I was going to be this person, this goddess, how would my house look? What would the design, the theater of my life, what would the set say about me? And I started what I had created on my vision board. I started imprinting it on my current home. No, I didn't have a lot of money. Yes, I used Goodwill a whole lot. <laughs> and I started imprinting my becoming, the, the person I wanted to be. I started making my home reflect that back to me. And it, it worked like gangbusters. It was amazing. Within in three months, we had moved to a warmer climate. We got a 1,000 square feet extra space in a house that I actually had chosen out of a magazine. It, it was the most amazing thing. Um, and I have, since that time, been unfolding it and seen it work its magic on other people, other people's nests, other people's homes, offices, the, their way of being. Um, and that's my gig. I, I, when you move your stuff, your outside stuff, your inside stuff moves too. And sometimes you can do it the other way around. You can use your home to shift the crap that you're trying to work through that gets in the way of you being the glorious person, the, the being that you are. And that's kind of how I don't use formula. I don't use, I use some feng shui. I use some colors and, and, you know, tokens, talismans, that kind of thing. But it's all about you. I am not a, de um, a designer. I am not a decorator. You are the sole sovereign of your space. And when your space starts to reflect your gloriousness rather than who you were and even who you are now, then you kind of get a fast track to getting where you want to go. And Lisa found that out for herself recently. I'm thrilled. Um, I do it on, a, on an ongoing basis. And whenever I coach clients, no matter what I'm coaching them on, I will always relate it back to their spaces and find some way for their immediate environment to help them align with the outcome thereafter. Does that make sense? Yes? No? Yes? Perfect. <laughs> it really does. <clears throat> I never really thought about it until you and I started talking about this, how often our homes and our spaces are kind of a shrine to our past. I mean, we, we keep memories and memorabilia and sentimental stuff and a lot of junk, a lot of clutter. Excuse my automatic chime. Um, I mean, are left unattended, like left without the intention our homes just become this museum to who we used to be. And that's not helpful from an LOA stance. I mean, it, it may not, I was going to say it may not hurt. It probably actually does make it less easy to evolve into another next sort of reinvention of yourself when your entire environment is a museum to your past. And it just happens naturally. 
does. It does. And and I there's there's things about um, our past that we obviously want to hold on to. I'm never going to be one to say throw out all the things you love because yeah no, but if if it gets in the way of your next step, your evolution, shall we say, um, then it's time to question whether it's serving you or not. Um, and that's one of the things when um, I mean we've all probably all read the Marie Kondo book, the life changing magic of tidying up. I don't go as hardcore as she does on getting rid of your stuff. I don't believe minimalism is for anybody, everybody. Um, and I have a lot of stuff in my house, but it all speaks to either my present self or some delicious memory of my past. Um, and so from that, it forms a foundation. I don't have anything in my house, as the William Morris quote goes that I love, I have nothing in my house that I do not find useful or deem beautiful. And that is important. So if you have something from your past that makes you smile and makes you feel fabulous and ready to you know, take the next step, and there's a lot of things like awards, things like um, something that your kid made that makes you just melt inside. These are the things, of course, you're going to keep them. Of course, you want to have them where you can see them. And that being key, you don't want it shoved in a drawer somewhere. Um, you want to be able to see it. You want to be able to have it work its magic in your environment. But if you have some god-awful thing that some well-meaning person gave you and you actually hate it, that's the kind of thing that says, all right, so is the person you're becoming, does she have that thing? Does she have anything in her space that makes her go, Ugh. Um, it's what I call wince-inducing. It makes your energy dip. If that's the case, then disconnecting the person from the gift is very important. Disconnecting who you were from that thing is very important and that gives you the freedom to release it to say thank you for your service and let it go be of service to somebody else and then start embedding in your space more things that pull you forward rather than pull you back I totally get that so let's talk about my office let's make it real uh, I'm going to sure. tell the story of my office I mean, I have expressed to you, I don't know, probably a hundred times how hard it is I have felt to keep my house together. And I have always kind of believed the kitchen was the hub of that. Like if I could keep my kitchen in order, the rest of it would flow. But that was never really true. And my office, we live in a four-bedroom house. Three bedrooms are occupied and the fourth bedroom is my office. And I've never really loved it. It has at times been functional. Um, but it turns into the spare bedroom, always. And so if we have company, if we have anything going on, my office becomes somebody else's space. So it's never really felt permanent, and it's always been upside down to some degree because it's always felt a little transitory. And recently we had a guest come who was going to stay for a longer period of time who left and left all of her things in my office. We didn't know if she was coming back, going on, and my office stayed in a state of upheaval for weeks as a result of that. Um, and when I finally started reclaiming my space, 
and really looking around, I, there was almost nothing in here that I actually liked or loved. I mean, it, it had become such a utility space that it wasn't easy to keep clean. It wasn't lovely. It wasn't someplace I really wanted to be, and yet I spent four or five, sometimes six hours a day in here. I mean, my office was not serving my life. And I, you have told me this many times. How many times do you think you've told me that? Well, more recently, uh, more recently, a lot more often. But, yeah, for, for a couple of months at least. Seems like longer. But I finally did. I mean, we spent one weekend, we more or less emptied the room, we completely redecorated it. It started with one piece of furniture that, that I'd bought a couple of weeks before that, actually, that was heavy. And I figured if I could get my husband to drag it up here, we wouldn't be likely to move it out <laughs> for somebody else. <laughs> um, but I finally did empty it, examine it, really look at what was in here, touch the things, you know, really do discerning about what I wanted from an energy standpoint in my space, found some other pieces of furniture. And finally, for the first time, and I, I'm too old to be saying this as somebody who works from home, <laughs> for the first time have a really functioning, I think, incredibly beautiful office space that I love to be in, which, by the way, is very different than what you would do probably with your office. I mean, uh -huh. Very uniquely individual, and I'll be damned if my entire house didn't fall into place after that. Yep, that's the. I mean, we talk about the energy of it all the time. That energy it moves, energy spreads, and I use the example of a, a vase of flowers. If somebody buys you flowers and you put it in your favorite vase and you put it on your dining room table or on your kitchen counter or any surface, invariably. I will watch somebody who put, do that. They will start tidying up around it because beauty spreads. Beauty is a potent, potent energy source. And you started exactly right with that thing that you love, the big heavy piece of furniture that said, I belong in Lisa's office. This is solid. This is luxurious. This is somewhere I can spend a lot of time being me in and on. And that's the kind of energy that you want in your business. So it makes sense, and it becomes, it becomes a starting point, a genesis point. And um, I, you know, it, in putting that piece of furniture into your space, yes, the clearing is important, um, but to anchor your becoming with one thing. I, in LOA Nesting, um, the mini class that I have available um, on my blog, I talk about creating an activation station. And what we're activating is the vibration that we want to expand. So we're anchoring it in our space. Um, I'll throw an example in when I found out about law of attraction um, through the secret. The very first thing I wanted to do was move away from Minnesota to warmer climes. <laughs> I had a friend who lived in Atlanta. So I got a welcome to Atlanta vintage poster. And I put it up in the hallway of my, of my then Minnesota house. And every single day, as I walked in through the front door, it would say, welcome to Atlanta. And then I would think, okay, so somebody who lives in hot weather, somebody who is moving to Atlanta, 
how would they be living? Well, they'd be collecting boxes. They would be packing up. They would be having a yard sale, all these things. So you start with one activation, one anchor that you love, that is perfectly aligned with what you want to create, and it will naturally fall into place. And it's not surprising that the rest of it falls into place too because it's just it's the way energy works. It's vibrational alignment. So starting with the things you love, going shopping in your own home to find more of the things that you love, and then mm -hmm. curating them into a space that speaks, that aligns with the same energy as you are creating in your business, that is potent magic. That is, that is almost like a, a set, not a set and forget, but a set and tend. It, it becomes something that you don't have to do deliberately all the time because it becomes incremental. It gets its own, um, its own momentum, its own um, forward motion until eventually you look around and you go, holy crap, my business is doing amazingly well or I'm feeling fantastic or I've, I've lost you know, 10 pounds and all I did was align one shelf of my fridge or get my kitchen in order with somebody who weighs this or feels this way in her body. That's the kind of thing that I do and that's the kind of thing that I know that homes can, can do for the people who live in them. Well, and it's, there's multiple layers to it. I mean, there's a very practical layer. And that very practical layer starts with, I just want to be in my office now. So that's going to be good for my business. I mean, it expands then to, I'm having a lot more fun working. I'm a lot more at ease. I feel more creative and more safe. That's going to have an impact. But then there's the mm -hmm. magical, sort of that magic, that sort of non tangible aspect of the LOA pieces of it, this is the space that I would want in many ways if I was working my dream business, which in a lot of ways I already am. So, I mean, there's, it just, it peels back and it peels back. And like you said, yep. it's working whether I'm being intentional about it or not. It's, it's doing its magic 24 seven every day, whether I'm actually focused on it or, or not. Right, absolutely. And that's why, you know, people, people look at the, they say, oh, I have to declutter my house. Well, your house is probably a big space. It's all, almost always overwhelming. Um, I, I always zero in. I suggest zeroing in on that one intention that you are working on, that manifestation. What would you like to, what's the one thing that, has that domino effect that if you got this nailed, it would, you know, topple all the other dominoes and everything else would fall into place. And then start with one small space that anchors that vibration. Um, you can, I started with my bathroom counter. I wanted a bathroom counter that made me feel like a star because I was missing being on stage. I was just starting to blog and starting my own business, and I figured that that sort of leading lady vibe would be vastly helpful as I turned up on social media and made videos and wrote and stuff, right? So that was the energy I was after. So I created a dressing room type vibe um, out of my bathroom counter. I put up a paper parasol, got a feather boa, and put my beautiful perfumes out. Um, there's pictures of it on my blog, but it, you can imagine that it, it looked like 
like Mae West could walk in at any moment. <laughs> and that's what I wanted. And it did. It That vibe, when I went in and did my face and got myself ready, my videos had a sparkle. My audience grew because they came to see me and listen to my message. It It just gave me that vibrational alignment that permeated everything else. That's the magic part because I always think of magic as part of as a, a cause, a causation, something, an effect that has no direct cause that you can see. That's what we call magic, right? So in, if I told you that I got fabulous views on my videos because I made my bathroom counter look like a theater dressing room, that doesn't seem to link, but energetically it does because it's who you're being in that space that carries through to everything else. Yeah, I agree. And I think you touched on something a few minutes ago that I want to bring up. I mean, I did spend a little bit of money in my office, but I didn't go out and buy anything new. I mean, I went to an auction and I did resale on everything. I, mm-hmm. And I needed furniture. I mean, I just did. Because, like I said, I had been living in what I would call a lawn chair office for a long time. Um, But this doesn't have to be expensive. And I think that that is one thing that some people, there's two things that people might kind of go, I'm afraid. One of them is that declutter the whole house thing. And the other one is I'm going to have to spend a ton of money making my house look nice. And I don't have that kind of money to spend. Neither one of those things are really true. Agreed. Agreed. When I started doing this, um, we we really, <laughs> we were, um, you know, we're not in the top 1% by any means. And I didn't have the spare money. I had two kids at school, um, and I was working for at Barnes & Noble just to sort of pad the income. So I would, I would decide what I wanted um, going through, you know, Google Pictures or watching HGTV. That was one of my sort of um, main inspirations. I would decide what I wanted. I would also create a vision board. Um, I would look at my vision board and say, all right, so what of this can I duplicate? What can I copy um, at very little cost? And so I would go to Goodwill and I would find something that was a, a placeholder. I read a fabulous article once about Oprah Winfrey when she first went to Chicago and she got her, her very first gig that she was fired from, by the way. But she said that this was the start of a huge career. She wanted to reach the world. And she, Monet, that she had framed and put on her wall, and every time she went past it, she said, one day I will be able to buy the real thing. One day this will be a real Monet. And that was her intention, was to create enough money that she would have be able to buy a grandmaster, an original. And that, as we all know, I mean, she's the richest woman in the world. It, it became truth. And she kept the poster and she put the, the original next to it. So these are, these are placeholders. They, and your intention overrides everything. So if you create for yourself something that is in vibrational alignment, it doesn't have to be the actual thing. Your intention overrides everything. And more often than not, when I work through clients, they have enough tokens and talismans and anchors around their space that they can use. Because your 
your um, your becoming your your best self, who you're meant to, who you are already, and have to learn again to be, is always calling to you. It's always prompting you. It's always trying to reach out. And so, around everybody's home, are tokens of that. There may be something in your wardrobe that you bought, you thought was fabulous in the store, and you come home and you're going, oh, it doesn't work. Well, the reason it doesn't work is because you're not in you're not in that alignment anymore. But maybe that thing is the seed of your whole new wardrobe. Rather than trying to make it fit in your old stuff, it's calling you to a wardrobe for your new self. So yes, if you need furniture or you need something, you know, something big, then you can start budgeting for that. And even that, I have a program called Abundance on a Budget because it was exactly that it used to drive me crazy. Live like a millionaire, they tell you. Well, you can't do that so easily when you're really sort of tight around the edges of your budget. But there are ways to sidestep that, to use placeholders, to create abundance with what you have. Uh, the the tagline that I use for my program is you can live really well on what you have now while you get used to having more. And that's how it works. So I'll tell anybody who's listening, decide on your beingness, decide on that one thing, and then go shopping in your home for vibrationally aligned anchors. You will find them, I guarantee you. Why do you think that, well, I know the answer to that, so I'm going to reframe it. Sorry for that pause, because I had to really think about this. I mean, you said earlier that when you move your stuff, your stuff moves. And I warn people, I warn clients about this all the time. I mean, when somebody starts moving home, like to another location, or adding on, or whatever, decluttering for some reason, and ends up in some sort of funk like or unusual emotional state, that can really blindside you. But all yep. of those things, particularly those talismans of our past, carry a tremendous amount of energy, and that stirs up. And I think mm-hmm. that that is one of the reasons that this is so powerful is because that energy is palpable and it's tangible, and then it kind of gets stirred up. It can be released or at least, examined because it's all in our houses anyway i mean it is absolutely all there if we're not touching it or at least aware of it we aren't aware of what energy it's bringing i can give you an example of that like a really obvious example um i took years ago on 9 13 after 9 11 a photograph of the u.s capitol and it was completely empty. Like there was not a single person on the steps or grounds or anywhere, which as you can imagine after 9-11, two days, why? And it's one of the most profound photographs I've ever taken. Just, I mean, kind of hearkening back to what was happening at that point. I had that thing hanging in the entryway of my house until last weekend or weekend before last. And, and I never thought about it because the photograph was beautiful. But the energy of that photograph, I mean, what, what was that bringing? And, I mean, for me personally, like why I was there, but even just the story the photo told, is that really something I want hanging in the entryway of my home? Unless you're really evaluating this stuff 
you can't be aware of the energy of these items. Is that making any sense? Am I rambling or oh, can you wrap? No, no. <laughs> it makes a, it makes huge sense. I, I tell people all the time that your home is an energetic vessel. You are filling it daily, whether by default or with intention, um, with the energy that it will give back to you. And and so, yeah, the stuff, when we live, um, I don't want to say by default necessarily because it's not always the case, but when, when you don't think along these levels, it's really easy to just bring something in that um, into your home and to the energy that it is contributing to your space. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of decluttering pain that can be relieved if you if you look at it from this point of view. I also want to say that something can be beautiful and not um, not helpful, and something can be ugly and extremely helpful. <laughs> I have a picture hanging in my kitchen that is quite possibly the ugliest thing ever. It's of a chicken, a rooster, hen thing. You can't even tell what the sex is and it's got two three little yellow chicks in front of it it is appalling it is dreadful but it, it is also in this most fancy and baroque embellished gilt frame i bought it at a thrift store for about five bucks initially i was going to just keep the frame but that picture i have not had the heart to throw out because Somebody painted that, and somebody loved it enough to put it in that frame. And that speaks to me so much about just do your art, do your work, do that thing that moves you, and don't give a damn whether anybody likes it or not. So I keep it, and that's what it says to me. And people look at it and go, my God, that's an ugly picture. Well, that my friends do. And I go, yeah, I know, isn't it divine? There is there can be both sides. I think the other the other nuance that I want to throw in here is that we are never the same day to day. And if you are doing any of the work, I'm if you're listening to this, chances are you're doing the the self improvement not improvement the self awareness work, law of attraction that kind of thing. When you learn something about yourself and become more yourself. It is kind of expected that your home may not align. It may not ring with you, resonate with you anymore. And that's not its fault and it's not your fault. It just is a sign of growth. And you can change it incrementally. You can change it in one fell swoop and do the, you know, sort of dive in and do an entire room in a weekend. You can do it bit by bit. But just staying present in who I am now will tell you a great deal about what the stuff that surrounds you at the moment is contributing to your growth, to your up-leveling, to your dreams, to your you-ness. And so, yeah, you, you may have things that are residues of your past. Chances are that's highly likely. Um, but that past self served you. It got you to where you are now. So being able to thank it for its service and then release it, um, that's profound. So, Lisa, your picture, absolutely beautiful, a poignant memory of a very, very um, 
profound experience. And it also doesn't have to be in daily um, awareness. It can be noted and thanked and acknowledged and tucked away. So, I'm just looking at, yeah. I think that so much here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you sort of my top three takeaways, and then I would like you to give your sort of final thoughts and top top takeaways. And then, well, let's take it. Let's just stop there. Let's do it little baby steps at a time. My top three takeaways okay. are: start in one space or one place, and one place could be one small space, like a bathroom counter or a tabletop, but. You don't have to bite off the whole thing. You can take one bite of the sandwich and then let it sort of organically flow forth from there. Um, Doesn't have to cost a lot of money would be my next takeaway. And my third takeaway is, and we didn't really touch on this and we probably should, but some of this work or all of this work actually requires some clarity about what you want to become and where you want to go. And so just that part of the process, that clarification of that vision so that you can start to plant seeds of that in your space is really hugely important. Yep. I would start there with everybody. I would, I would say, what's this next thing? What's the domino? What's going to start this momentum? If you've got this one thing in place, what would, how would how would that shift everything? Because one thing changes everything, as above, so below. It's always nothing happens in a vacuum. So I would say that one thing. Um, and, and then start pulling the threads. Go through your home and find, find something that can be a talisman for that becoming. So um, if we're looking at an entrepreneurial thing, um, perhaps you wanting to be able to be a businesswoman while you're at home. Create a space. Even if it's a corner of a kitchen table, how can you anchor, I am now building my business in that space? Maybe you'll have a red candle for, for the fame and you light it and you say, right, when this candle is lit, this is no longer a kitchen table. This is now my office. And that's, that's an intention, and that overrides everything. You can take that and see how you can embed it in your space incrementally in small places. I always suggest that you start with the things over which you have most sovereignty. In other words, communal spaces that you share with family and kids and all of that can be a, that can come later. Start with your own sovereign space maybe your bedside table, maybe your desk, maybe your, um, your section of the bathroom counter, maybe even just um, your wardrobe. These are the things, the places over which you have absolute sovereignty and you can claim it. And claiming your space is a big, big part of it. Because when you start deliberately imprinting your units on your space, it wakes up and it will grow and you can take it from there. And if you want more help, I'm happy to help. There's, there's, um, I've got a, there's going to be the program coming up, um, the episodes here, but I have a lot of other spe- um, resources that I'm ha- happy to help you with. 
So where does somebody find you if they want this help? The first thing I would suggest is um, getting, if this really rings for you, go to loanesting.com, loanesting, all one word, dot com. It's 25 bucks. It's a call and PDF and stuff. It'll give you the basis of this philosophy and places to start and pictures and suggestions and all that stuff. Um, on my blog, JacquelineGates.com, uh, you will find all sorts of uh, references and articles that I've written that, that take a section of this and extrapolate it. And then I would love to invite you to be friends on Facebook and perhaps you'd like to come to the parlor. The parlor is a Facebook group that I run that is devoted to all things LOA nesting. So we have, um, it's steadily growing. Um, we have a lot of people in there who will post, I'm working on this particular section and I want to feel this way about it. And then we all dive in and help. Um, even if it's just as a cheering squad, if it's for inspiration, appreciation, um, guidance, whatever it is, that's where we talk LOA nesting. And it's an intimate environment, so you don't need to, you know, be embarrassed or if you're rolling your eyes and going, God, I'd never share my space. Yeah, you will, because it's this area that you're working on, the mess is temporary and you can change it because you rule your nest. And when you start to act as if you do, things change. <clears throat> I love Okay. So thank you very much for being here today and for stretching your voice. God bless you for that. I hope you feel better. Oh, I do. And, I, you know, I can talk about this all the time. If there's anything that's, gonna, that's worth stretching my voice for, it's talking about nesting. <laughs> I'll keep doing it all day. Thanks for having thank me, Lisa. You. It's lovely. Have a great day. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back next yes, week with so another much. episode. And have a great week to everyone. Thank you for joining us on Love, Life, and Law of Attraction. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back here next week. For more information, you can find me at lisamhage.com.